brilliant scientist. He used an experimental growth hormone on a kid. It started out as an experiment to save mankind. Amazing. This is the food of the gods. I'll just settle for an antidote. But it ended up as a nightmare that could destroy the world. I legitimately got kind of angry when you posted that picture of the shock treatment <laughs> Dude, photo. I, I, I was in uh, Fat Rabbit and I saw that and I was like, holy shit, why love, does this exist? I love Fat Rabbit. I, I also too. found this, uh, I'll show you this action figure. But it, I'm, it, I'm, I'm mad that they have that there. It reminded so. me of Dylan. I don't know why, but it just seemed like. Was it a disappointing blob of a human? Yes, actually. Sweet. <laughs> How did you know? Because I am what I am. What the fuck? <laughs> it's just, it looks like this. like a weird, like, burn victim action figure. Like, I don't know why that reminded you of me, but I, I get know. it. Yeah. In a weird yeah. Way, it's like, it's, it's like, like a Greedo, like Goku. Goku. It's like Goku and Greedo had a baby, and then the baby was in Got a horrific burned. burn. But it, it, kind, it kind of looks like homemade almost. Like, the hat looks, I mean, these goggles. Well, yeah, you, you can't go into any homemade. store and just He's buy a like Greedo a gas Goku. Mask. It's like really bad. What is that? I don't know. I don't know. That's really weird. Oh, I'm sure the listeners love hearing us uh, talk about things that you have to look at with your eyeballs. Visual content. But, uh, let's get into it. Hey, what's hey. going on? Welcome to the Horrible Podcast, where we like to bring you uniquely face value reviews of horror movies. I haven't really been saying this lately, but I feel like we, whatever, you've probably listened to this. Maybe not. It's, it's October. Maybe you're just now tuning in for the first time, but this is spoiler sorry. Spoiler free. Yeah, first off, sorry. Second off, spoiler free. <laughs> Which means, obviously, you can listen to this and still enjoy the movie without us spoiling anything really major in it. Um, we'll spoil whether you you should even try or not. Well, at the end, <laughs> also, gonna, if the movie sucks, you won't enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, we're going to rate it um, with our own little rating system. I'm acting like if we have somehow a new listener. We don't. We don't. But October, obviously, our listenership does spike. Um, yeah, today we're going to talk about three movies that we watched over the weekend at a uh, friend of the podcast's. Actual personal barn, mm-hmm. a marathon, the barning. First year um, in this new barn, we get to test barn. run it. New barn, yeah, brand new barn. Um, we dry and we came out wet. The movies we talk or that we will talk about are going to be um, not in this particular order, but this is the order we watched them in: The Fly, The Nest, and Gnaw. Gnaw, Gnaw, Gnaw. Food, nope. Gnaw. Food of the Gods, Food of the Gods Two, Gnaw. Or no, Food of the Gods Two. Gnaw, yeah. Food of the. You, you can swap that around yeah. any way you please, but oh right. no. Excuse Hell me? No. Hell no. <laughs> I can't wait. Up and done it. Yeah, I, I'm detecting a theme there. This is one of the first times they've it's done it. It's an infestation like a theme. That's why I was theme. freaking out the whole time because I was like, wow, these movies seem oddly similar even in like... It took me uh, so long to get what was going Obviously like on. in the yeah. content, but even like in some of the weird idiosyncrasies of the movies, there was, there was just stuff between them that was shared. I, Especially the second two. Yeah. 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 I have some thoughts on this theme. I generally don't like bug-related horror movies. Uh, BRH. You should, you should introduce everybody. I'm not a big BRH. Oh yeah, by the way, I'm Devin and here with the co-hosts uh, per usual. I have Bluester across from me. Hey, what's, what's up, up, buddy? Um, um, you yeah. know you need to say how am I doing? Okay, well, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. There we go. All right, Dylan, how are you doing? <laughs> All right, man, how are you doing? Well, I. All right, cool. That's the boys. That's uh, us. That's that's the boys. Them's the boys. <laughs> that's the boys. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's talk about these three movies. Actually, first we have an email uh, from one of the people who put this on. I should say we have uh, video nasty. Papa. Pablo Diablo, God damn it, Pablo Diablo. Pablo Beck. Diablo Beck dumped something. Right. He calls himself a lot of things. And, He's yeah, a man of many, many Pablo names. Diablo Beck, Icy Jones. Or, mm-hmm. Yeah, Dr. Beck. And uh, I guess we'll Chris, say Chris Mike. Chris Mike. Chris Mike, yep. Chris Mike was, that's a name we gave him. 
on accident because Devin can't remember, remember people's names. <laughs> that was the first time it's, it's we the ever name met. He should have gotten. It's it's our good old boys, the video nasties, who've done this uh, yeah, this yeah, marathon. Yeah. This is like what the fourth year now. Yeah, so uh, we should we should explain a little bit about how it works. Basically, like we go to their barn and they they present uh, three yes. films. Each of them is picked by uh, an individual, um, and then between the films, they have like these sort of like B rolls that they've kind of cut together. Mm-hmm. Which was aces um, this year. Yeah, the oh, B rolls was himself. very very good. I, th- I think that like obviously putting a theme to the whole event kind of limited their choices in the movies, but man, they really tied it together with the fucking. B-roll I don't, I don't footage. even know if they like intentionally did the theme from the start. Do you? I like, think they did. Yeah, oh, they okay. coordinated. No, they okay. did from the start, but then there was some still some weird um, c- connecting thing- themes and motifs to these movies, like. Literally two it of the movies had the song La Cucaracha in it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> just like weird but at the end of like the night, that. I was like, I feel like I've heard the song before. Yeah, yeah. I was like, am I thinking of the first movie or like the same? Was it the same movie or is it the first movie? But obviously, you're having a, a bug infestation theme. There's going to be some similar bug decorations everywhere too. There were That's little true. thick cockroaches in the snacks. There were uh, there were all kinds of glowy little. I tried to get little light up little right. scorpions and buggies. Great there shit. was a, a great moment like midway through the second movie where everyone started throwing their bugs at the screen. For, yeah, for good reason. Yeah. Funnily yeah. enough, uh, even though we watched these three today, there's actually a fucking vast well of of bug related movies. Yeah. I mean, you could We've have never put, done a bug could, theme. I mean, we no, haven't explicitly. But I really I, want to rewatch Arachnophobia. I, I think. Um, oh, excuse me. No, no, no. Don't fucking forget the name. Ter- uh, Spiders. Mimic. Ah. By directed by uh, Guillermo del Toro. Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, Is yeah, cockroaches. I've never seen that. Yeah, but they're big bugs, yeah. big old bugs. And then you have big stuff like bugs. Sliver from recent years. I say, or I say it like that, but 15 years ago now, Jesus. Um, that's not even really bugs, though. I don't. Yeah, it's I guess slugs. it's like slugs, but then slugs. Well, they're like aliens, right? That's true. Slugs. That movie's weirdly kind of fun. It was alright. Yeah, right. yeah, slugs was okay. One time, I remember the night we. This was way back in the pre podcast yeah, yeah. days. We watched a double feature of the stuff and slugs. <laughs> yeah, both yeah. pretty fun at yeah. the old Ordeal. Yeah. I was I was going down memory lane about a pre podcast days with my roommate last night, and one of the things that came up because I just rewatched I've been rewatching movies left and right because it's October, but I rewatched Shutter, which just still fucking holds Such up. It's insane. They just act like you're surprised. Uh, we should say too, and that movie has not had a Blu-ray release for a very long the time. Korean, just, uh, the Korean, the Thai one, yeah, yeah, they they just yeah excuse me, Thai. It's on Netflix now. Yep. Yeah, oh, obviously we're, we're talking about the 2004 Thai one, the original, not <sighs> so the remake. Good. But it's in my top three, it's so fucking good. That reminded me. I think that was the movie that me and you had just finished watching when it was just me and you at the house, and inexplicably we were already kind of creeped out it was dark it was just me and you a fucking weird chainsaw sounding revving sound came from the kitchen not not that dramatic or heavy and me and you just like looked at each other freaked the fuck out we were like <laughs> what is going on it's like two in the morning and we walked in and my coffee grinder just inexplicably oh, yeah. fuck i forgot all turned about itself that. on that's fucking spooky and i've never known to this day why that happened because that's never happened before yeah. and obviously it never yeah. happened again because i threw yeah. that motherfucker out the window <laughs> i was like fuck this that's the only thing you can logically do in that, that kind of shit just happens i feel like when you when first off october there's that there's the, that vibe to it it's the witching hour of the year sure Witching but month. also I think on a more realistic note or level, when you start marathoning movies over and over again all October, you do start to kind of lose a little bit of a grasp on reality. Sure. So you start noticing like little things Fuck that you dude, wouldn't. I welcome that. Yeah, yeah like, it, it like is the, amazing. The, the, the barrier between the veil is getting thinner. That's fine. Yes. Yeah. Bring and, on those spirits. I mean, Haunt a, me. Another Haunt example, we were watching a movie and I just, again, inexplicably bit through my fucking glass. Ew. Which is like your worst oh, nightmare. That's, that's, that's my fucking worst nightmare. disgusting. And I had a, and I had a mouthful of uh, shards of glass because I oh. guess I was so tense. Wow, that's fucked oh. up. Just shit. What just, movie was this? I don't know. I really don't remember. But it was just one of those moments where I was probably like so tense and and wasn't really thinking that I was kind of like. Oh. 
biting. Yeah, it was. This, really this weird. is why I like doing outdoor <laughs> marathons because then you start to hear like the the sounds that you would normally hear in the middle of the night, yeah. like when you're watching yes. movies, and it just gets even scarier. Like whenever yeah. we did the woods events, like the turkeys, turkeys, yeah. you would hear weird <laughs> animals and stuff. And like I don't know what a fucking turkey I, sounds like. I still like. really, I I love like the barn marathon, but I do miss the woods. Oh, the woods marathon. thing was next level. Oh, yeah. The re- reason just being that it was like out just in a patch of woods somewhere. Oh, there was nothing man made around yeah. except the stuff that we brought with us. Right, right. It's just in so, the middle of the fucking, you know, the. Yeah, go ahead, please. I'm going to make the suggestion again live on air. We just went to Pat's, right? You saw how big his property is. I bet if we ask nice, oh, yeah. he'll let us do a woods oh, event yeah, there. Definitely, Pat. I'm romping your woods. I baby. think he's, he's brought that up, but you should look. But he, that's he when he's actually like going to kill some us. kind of clearing somewhere. What we yeah. call it? A cops in the woods. You need to find a nice yeah. little area. and, and sure no, don't, don't invite the cops. And frankly... <laughs> Actually, I'm putting this out there right now too. I have a portable, a portable, beautiful portable woods, uh, 120 inch, <laughs> 100 acre wood. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I have a 120 inch projector screen that that has its own stands on it, so you wouldn't even have to worry yeah. about rigging that that other sheet up. So the, the the barn was the right way to do it this year oh, yeah. because it was cold as balls that night. Yeah, and, yep. uh, it was very cold. Without the wind chill, things were just right. It was it was still yep. pretty good. Yep. All right. Anyway, it's it's October. Obviously, if you're listening to this, uh, go watch a movie as outside. it comes out. We said it. Last we said time. it last yeah, time. Do it. And I'm going to reiterate that we're probably going to try to sneak in some Halloween-related stuff here. That's just Honestly, general even stuff. Honestly, uh, even if you have to do what we did years ago, which is Brandon's first viewing of Texas yeah. Chainsaw was just projected onto Devin's apartment. Right. His neighbors the were kind of like, building, what, what yes. are they doing? Yeah, <laughs> they probably fucked it. was right it outside somebody's porch. But too. seriously, oh, yeah. like, like, find a way to do it. it it's worth it. Yeah, we talked about that last week with some recommendations. At the end of the the episode here, I have a little bit of a game here where she'll just name some movies you should probably watch anyway. Mm. So we're not just, if you're not interested in these bug movies, stick around because we have other stuff to talk well, about Well, maybe you too. should be though. And maybe you should be because there there is certainly this one. This thing worked out better than I thought it would. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I think it's worth listening to because yeah, these are, these are interesting and we'll get right into it with the nest, kind of get right into it, but the nest was given to us. Each of these three people, the video nasties pick a movie. The Nest was given to us by uh, maybe the most notorious of them all, Pablo Diablo Beck, who yeah. again notoriously some of the worst has given us watched. some fucking terrible shit. We uh, we didn't even get the shit on him this time because <laughs> no. he uh, he went and had a baby. He went and had a baby. Well, but, the baby's not out yet, but, but he did go to the hospital. Himself. That's oh, okay. true. Yeah, yeah, he had to leave because his wife. Congrats, might be in labor. by the way. Of course, whenever that does actually occur. Congratulations. Uh, yeah, maybe by the time this episode's out, you'll have a beautiful new baby. But or maybe it'll be a fly. Uh, speaking of uh, his beautiful baby, he's got an email to us uh, where he addresses us as his dear beautiful sons. Oh, that is our dad. And he, I should iterate. He gave us the nest. We're going to start with the nest, and we'll give a synopsis and everything. But dear beautiful sons, I'm sorry I wasn't able to join you Saturday night when you were blessed with the opportunity to watch the low budget game, a uh, grime of the nest. I enjoyed the brief amount of time that we had together at the barn. I always appreciate the ribbing uh, you try to give me about my movie selections, <laughs> but I have no idea how you felt about the nest. Regardless, I missed bantering with you gentlemen about it around the bonfire. Same. So I prepared counterpoints for each of you. <laughs> oh, I love that. Look how he's already it's, on the defensive. Yeah. He literally hasn't yeah. heard us say anything about the movie. The, the irony of this is the one that he's gone because this is I the know, one. This, yeah. I know because this, this is the is only one where he might have a chance. Yeah, hold yeah. that thought. Uh, if uh, Counterpoints in the event that any of you even think about giving it a stinker. <laughs> okay. Oh my so God. It starts off with me. So do you, do you want to wait until we, maybe he's going to actually yeah. he's going to predict them? Um, These are not really the points that are, I don't think these are really pertinent points. Okay. But how about no? I, think I don't want it to inform my, my. I don't color my view. This is, yeah, this is yeah. funny. Actually. I kind of think it could be funny we'll, to just yeah, reveal yeah, them yeah, at the we'll end. We'll go around the perfect. Perfect. Yeah, perfect. All right. All right. Let's get right into it. Uh, we'll talk about the nest bluster. What's it about? Sure. So again, Paul, thanks for the movie. I'm really sad you couldn't be there with us uh, because 
for me, this might be one of the best movies you've ever presented. Yeah. Um, for one of these showings, because I feel like Low Paul, bar, but you know, Paul, right? I mean, I mean, it's for, definitely still a Paul pick. Absolutely, yes. it's yeah. very true I, to Paul. I, I want to sneak in here and, and iterate. First off, though. The, the way the theme for me is that I feel like Pat usually goes with a safe pick. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Paul, I was going to say, Paul always Paul goes, goes for, a, for a crazy curveballs. Curve Mike takes a weird off the and, wall pick. And then yeah. Mike yeah. is usually yeah. a wild card. Yeah. I can't wait to talk anything. about his. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Paul's movie, this takes place on an island, I believe. I don't remember what it's called. It's basically like a very isolated Jaws type little town. Yes. And, North, um, it's very much like Jaws. I can't remember what the crux is, but there's some event going on in the city that's supposed to draw in tourism. And... Mm. Uh, Basically, there's a, there's a lot of hype around making sure the town's ready to go. Um, so our local sheriff is kind of our main character. He's going around checking on all the, the townspeople. Everyone's doing great. And uh, on this particular day, one of his ex, uh, ex, ex-lovers ex has come back from a long hiatus away from the town. She comes back. They meet up and kind of immediately start to hit it off. Right as she gets into town, there's a weird kind of, uh, uh, like, I don't know what the word is, but there's like a weird event happening where like people or bugs are showing up and right. bugs are injuring people and, and things are going missing and like uh, food is going spoiled. A lot and, of animals are dying. And yeah. a lot of animals are dying. A lot of weird animal mutilation. And this is a small town where, you know, everybody knows everybody and everything's known. So it's kind of weird. And all the mayor knows in particular is that he does, he wants to make sure this is covered up. So he brings in, uh, I believe it's called Intech is the company that like basically fucking owns this little village basically or this little island. And they're coming in to quote unquote investigate and make sure everything's safe. Yep. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Um, you might know this movie from its 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 uh, DVD VHS art. Actually, I've never seen this before. Okay, but I get it. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, just like a sexy lady with like a cockroach uh, a on top of her. Huge cockroach on top of her. I've, I've certainly seen. It. In fact, today. <clears throat> In a weird Facebook DVD group I'm in, somebody posted that art and said, "Watching this now for Halloween." When I when I saw that, I I fully expected there to be like big cockroaches. Well, I thought it was gonna be a Paul pick. Well, no, <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. But when I when I saw that, I did kind of think that like there wouldn't be that exact scene in the movie. But I did definitely expect, especially once we got further in, I expected like some sort of weird cockroach sex like scene. TNA. Well, one of the characters, the scientist from Intech, she's like has yeah, a weird she's fucking she's horny, very horny for for these cockroaches. Full on cockroach situation. I, I can just see. Wow. <laughs> Um, I can see this being a movie that Paul ran across it in a VHS lot or something because he collects uh, old tapes. Well, you say that, but we I were watching like, a Blu-ray version. Right, of right. It. This looked gorgeous. Well, right, it's right. A, it, I'm just saying he, he might have he might have picked it up for a quarter and then watched it and been well, like, oh fuck, well, I yeah. need to buy this. I think it first jumps out though is that this movie's fucking good looking. It actually, looks really good. I, 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 I want to say I don't. I I know Paul to do that. Pick up loads and loads of VHS tapes that are fucking completely ridiculous garbage. Yeah, yeah. But this is one that I do think does make the rounds with certain horror fans. Sure. No, for sure. If it's on Blu-ray, then it has to because that's how. These things get on Blu-ray, and that's what's weird is he was on the defensive about the budget, but this movie actually looks it like looks it's good. swinging above no, no, its it weight. Looks good. There's nobody named in it, so we don't know who so anybody is. But I think that there's that. like a certain kind of charm as soon as oh, we yeah. show up. Yeah, immediately there's a certain so the charm. Movie, to the, it, yeah. the movie does start, and and you can tell out of the gate that it's actually a pretty good-looking movie. Um, my my problem with it, not to start right off with that, is that if if there's any issues with it, it does kind of drag at certain points. Sure. Yeah. But I was talking to Paul, to Pat about this specifically. That even though not much is happening for a lot of the movie to begin with, it's still really there's a really weird charm yeah. to it. Like it's 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 goofy. The music is bizarre. The, yeah, the interactions are, are silly. It's it leans into its, its ridiculous. It's concept. got that big Jaws energy. Like yes. it, this has that kind of small town feel, and it, it I I think yeah. it was based on a book. Which makes sense. This I feels like it's based on like a pulp novel, uh, you know, one of those like cheaper Stephen King sure. knockoffs. Uh, but it has that whole like Stephen King aspect to it where like it is a small town. You get to know all the characters individually. And in a lot of ways, too, it reminded me a whole lot of that kind of like 80s, 50s B movie, like the Blob right. remake. Exactly. Is. Yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. This definitely does have that like uh, B movie charm, though, that makes it a perfect yeah. like a a perfect like 
like group barn watch but but be like the perfect middle movie because this is when people started to get a little silly we had just watched the fly and then after that you know we're kind of ready for something silly so i the crowd definitely was like getting very into it i mean we had had a pretty diverse group too we did Uh, people that are not kind of into this sort of thing usually absolutely it really did work out It, it was a good palate cleanser for me i mean like one of the things that you want in this kind of movie is you want to get to know everybody and this movie was just hammy enough just cornball enough that like the interactions were always a little weird and a little stilted and a little like awkward but enjoyably so but yeah. exactly but I got what was going on like this is a high school sweetheart this is his current girlfriend we're having we're gonna have a weird love triangle here this is the weird guy that lives in the garbage I'm not questioning mm-hmm. it, it but it's but, interesting but it is but it is pretty competent too it I is. think and that's what you're that's saying. the thing that is surprising about it is like the acting the cinematography all of it is just like a step above what you would expect and it's just good and I think that it, it's, it's 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 exactly what this needs like it is right. never good too good and it's never too bad it mm-hmm. is always right where it needs to be it's mm. so funny because I would uh, if you'd ask me at the midpoint I'd say that the acting and everything is just enough to bring up the kind of lackluster like horror elements yes. because basically we have like you know killer yeah. cockroaches like and they don't really embellish that at For all which the majority I've, of the movie that's what I'm saying dude yeah. because by the time we get to the third act yes. oh, shit gets fucking yeah. weird fucking shit. and I feel like this movie really just is like winks at you like I'm gonna deliver buddy well, and the, we the, fucking get it this is the yeah. perfect one to watch after the fly because there's a, a scene in this movie that is has to be a complete ripoff of us of the main scene in the fly it's, it's it, it looks nearly Which identical scene? yeah uh there's a there's a transformation, the transformation. yeah, yeah. Oh, sure, sure, and, sure. and it looks ripped straight out of the fly but at this point in but the they movie both fucking look great it, it, really it, does. it actually it does look, look surprisingly good in this film this movie kept fucking surprising me because it's it just feels low budget enough but then they fucking deliver on the on the weird effects like it was hitting above its weight it, it also what what helps this movie is it's not it's not just a garbage B movie that you're gonna laugh no, at. No, it's no, bad. No. It actually does lean in to the ridiculous concept yeah. and, and laughs at itself. So you're laughing with the movie, honestly. That's, that's where like a, yeah. a lot of the, the comic relief characters actually work in this one. Oh, in yeah, a way absolutely. that surprised me. Like the fucking uh, I, junk boy. The, the junkyard boy is. is like kind of over the top and everything, but like it pays off, you know, yeah. in the way that he's killed. So, and then yeah. I also love the exterminator, uh, love the exterminator guy. who comes in he later. He's so fucking so charming. Delivers some of his lines to, like with disarming clarity. Like right. he's got really good comedic. So he does. I think this 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 reminds me of tonally like this this succeeds where a movie like Street Trash. Excuse me. Street yes. trash fails because oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's also trying to lean into its goofiness. It's also trying to be funny, but at the same time, it's it's just gross. It's dirty. Street trash is mean. Uh, this movie's mean. not mean at all. This no, movie no, no, no. Didn't, it's just silly. It's a, it's a little mean towards animals. If, you, yeah. if you're at all uh, di- have difficulty with animal cruelty, there's some really actually upsetting like animal kills yeah. in this movie. Right. Yeah. Oh sure, the cat is it, like I, got me. To be completely honest, they must have. I mean, not not that. I'm that not cat sure. looks like it was in distress. Uh, sure. I, I, yeah, I don't think they like. And I'm not sure. really hurt any animals, well, but, I, but I think they definitely were. You not say that, treating I, them well. I do think they ki- they killed a shit ton of cockroaches in this oh, movie. Oh yeah. Oh, Oh Absolutely. yeah, yeah. They literally well, show them get squashed. Yeah, 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 I read this about it that the uh, the set of this movie was like infested with cockroaches for years after they, they filmed. <laughs> Dude, it. it's funny. They just brought in cockroaches off. It's the funny street. you say that though, because like so uh, there's there's a, a pretty large sequence that takes place in someone's house, and I was thinking myself like cockroaches everywhere. How that there's yeah. no fucking way they got rid of these. That's there's disgusting. Because no <laughs> you know they didn't have the budget to build a set of a house. They're just like fuck. Well, let's just put them in this actual dude's house. I mean, that's yeah. one of the things that works about it too. Is like these cockroaches are flesh eating cockroaches. Is like the whole crux right. of the movie. But even when they're not shown eating like flesh, cockroaches are fucking gross They're yeah fucking and disgusting. so watching so our actors and actresses being like covered in them or have them in their mouth and yeah. stuff so for, you, yeah. for me oh, you guys know this that. by now there's two things that i really really food can't shit. stomach in for a sure. food shit and actually I, I, cockroaches i really i can't do cockroaches oh or, that creep show segment must fuck you up oh yeah that and oh that's a oh, nightmare i, and I have a vivid that, yeah. memory of watching that dog shit movie mouse hunt 
where, where <laughs> there's a cockroach that, that got like cut in half and, 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 and putting someone's soup accidentally and the soup Ooh. was served to them and it was swimming around in the that's soup and the gross. guy was eating it oh that's disgusting like, nope fuck this the cockroaches are vile like they're, they're awful disgusting. animals and and like they're it, they work in a way that like the like spiders or something else yes. like that doesn't I fuck although i'm terrified of spiders like yeah. in them. movies they don't do much to me because like uh, a spider is and it feels like clever There's in a, a way. Point to Cockroaches it. are just fucking gross yeah. and nasty yeah. and everywhere. Bees are great, man. Bees are doing shit. Right. Like they are... can technically hurt you, but a right. bee is also kind right. of cute and they right. have a purpose. Right. And spiders are just bros, man. They're just trying to protect I, you. I hate spiders have a purpose but, too. Yeah. yeah that's also, right. those, cockroaches uh, have no. Purpose. Th- those bugs <laughs> seem like they be like spiders, bees. They belong out in the the wilderness in the environment right. where cockroaches and, cr- and like crickets. Fridge. They're just yeah, yeah. They're fuckers. They're like no. They have no value. This is not your house, and you're not doing shit to me. So yeah, yeah. It's so God, I that's it was, why if, if this movie was just cockroaches swarming everywhere, it would still be fairly effective for that. But like we said, the third act gets fucking. It gets, yeah, right. Right. they start yeah, leaning into, into it. it, and things basically like we, we learn more about where the cockroaches are from and what some of our characters' motivations are, and stuff gets just more complicated as the movie goes on. And like, there's a point where they split up some of our characters, and they're having two different objectives to like call for help and then work on this lighthouse. And like, I was pretty impressed. Really strong shit. Yeah. I was really impressed how they were able to like juggle both of those with our sets of characters. Like we have a lot of these movies have this problem where they kill off too many characters yeah. by this mm-hmm. point and like we have nothing to really follow or no interaction this movie, clear goal this movie does not limit. do that we've still got four five six people left and like they're fucking fighting to survive if i really just had one complaint about this it's that i think that that middle point yeah uh, well yeah, while i do while i do agree that like having them do two separate things is, is interesting i have one problem with it which is that they spend a huge amount of time yep. an inordinate amount of time uh having one character talking into like a uh, tape recorder or microphone no yeah ta- talking to some kind radio, of yeah. Uh, radio yeah. yeah and then the other character the talking mayor. into their yeah. radio and they're yeah. both just talking to each other in separate rooms for a lot of the movie and yeah, it gets true. pretty old absolutely that, that, i kind of zoned out a little bit of that because it started to become white noise like yeah, yeah. they were basically padding time for the inevitable shit that was going to yes, happen like you could tell they pays off. you could tell the third act was like planned they knew exactly what they wanted to do and like they were ready for it and they're like okay how do I get us there? Like, and then it just felt like they were really trying and they, just digging. They do so though, hard. like when when some of the transformations and stuff happen in the yeah. latter portion of the movie, like our audience was screaming and throwing bugs at the screen. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it was so cool. It was like, cool, yeah. And and we had granted just watched The Fly from like 1988, yeah. so like we were spoiled for like bug transformation sequences. Right. If I want to be honest, still, this is this is like a nightmare it. thing to follow up The Fly because The Fly <laughs> basically you know took this genre and just elevated it absolutely more elevated yeah. it and perfected yeah. it and like uh, it's really hard to, to match The Fly we'll talk about it but I think this movie was weird enough and then the final act I don't want to give anything away but there's so cool. there's some it's weird so creature cool. shit madness. that is just like it reminded me of like Dark normal. Souls like Gravelord and Needle yeah. or some shit yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's I fucking meant to bring tight that up to you, yeah. um, it's just it's just creative and weird and like when it finally you know everything blows up oh. I was you expected like, cockroaches you get something completely different <laughs> yeah, I was kind of tight and, and there's also scenes before that that are almost equal, I, don't, I don't want to say equally because that scene is next level fucking un- un- excuse me objectively awesome um, but there's scenes before that where somebody's transforming into a cockroach. It's someone's father's figure type thing. That was tight. That's just also so fucking cool. It's I forgot how good that was. Yeah, yeah the practical well effects done, on yeah. that are very well done. I think is that the transformation yeah, you're talking and, and about? It's, it's yes. gory as shit okay. too. Like it's the, the gory. movie waits for a very long time yeah. basically to play that hand, but it gets like full on practical effects. That that scene to me proves oh, to me that there. they're confident what they're doing because they just show it. Can yeah. I they, can I just throw out like a hot take that you guys probably won't agree with? Sure. I I enjoyed this more than the Howling. Oh yeah, no, no, I, I agree. I agree. Which was the howling again? Well, I was thinking about <laughs> well, the tra- I was thinking about the transformations in the howling, and I was oh, like, the, I was the like, damn, they're really cool. I in like that too, this but better. That's not a hot take. This one is, is I think this is I think this is more enjoyable one. just yeah. because of the movie as as right. a whole. Like the howling had incredible effects, but it was just like 
that was it. Like that was like a, it was the just like a visual flair. Yeah. It, it's almost those are kind of similar, but you know that's like saying I like this more than Don't Look Now, which I do. Uh, yeah, yeah which, Don't Look Now is all fucking boring, and this one is just a fun, schlocky, I enjoyable. I, I guess one, my, I guess my point is like by the time the transformations were happening, I was already more invested than I was. Like I was right. weirdly yeah. bought into this movie in a way that I did not expect for what is, I mean, frankly, there are parts of this that are just kind of dull and they're like people talking yeah, to one yeah, another, yeah. but I was still always on board for some reason. Yeah, same. When you told me, we'll, we'll wrap it up here, but when you told me, um, or you, I don't, not you, but when I saw we were watching a movie called The Nest about cockroaches, I was ready to be really oh, yeah. bored, bored to tears. Yeah. But they, yeah. It, and it was a Paul pick? Come on. Exactly. <laughs> so, not a good and, track and, and my fear was it was just going to be just loads and loads and swarms of, of cockroaches, right. but this actually takes a very creative um Definitely. Uh, yeah yeah it gets way more creative than just that and you're seeing right. a lot more it's almost like uh assuming that like starship troopers is just going to be you know one bug crawling there's like all kinds of cool creature design and all kinds of different I, sort, I, sorts I of creatures i think your fear here is that it would have been like a lot of movies that are like this where it's like Okay, the cockroaches like is all you're gonna get. Yeah, like yeah. Willard, right? We're not going anywhere else with this. Right. I haven't seen Willard though, and you fell asleep during Willard, so I'm not. Or no, you I left. left. It. I left. But I see. Yeah, I assume Willard is just about a bunch of rats. That's and, a, the problem with a lot of like bug and rat and vermin related yes. movies is like it's a horde of things, so they all kind of blend together. It's yeah. like a wave that overtakes. But when you've got something interesting enough to switch up that dynamic, like yes. this and like the Blob from 1980, whatever, which yeah. I, I feel like is very spiritually similar Fuck to yeah. this one. Yeah. Uh, when you've got that and you've got like characters that you give enough of a shit about these kind of movies can absolutely work mm -hmm. and it does I think and I'll get right into it um, first off I'm going to read what Paul thought I'm or if I, I were to give I'm, it I'm sure he was so defensive but <laughs> oh, yeah. really, you didn't need to be on this one <laughs> we'll see I mean clearly through our uh, through our commentary so far we're pretty light on it, it. Uh, Devin here we go you might have appreciated the finer nuances of the nest more if you had better circulation to your brain. I'm afraid. <laughs> I'm afraid your ultra tight skinny jeans don't allow for proper blood flow. Thus, you think that'd just be a testicle problem, not necessarily a brain problem. Restricting you from being able to make consistently good reviews. For God's sakes, <laughs> Jesus. take a page from the dad handbook and wear sweatpants for one movie viewing. It could open you to uh, to new cinematic insights. <laughs> the irony right now, uh, Paul, is that Devin's wearing sweatpants am, right now. I'm wearing, I'm wearing so for this they review, tight, freezer for the reviews. Listen, Just don't wear this to nowhere, boy. When I'm, a, when I'm a fucking dad, I'll start wearing Crocs and sweats like anytime I go out. So that, that'll be tight. I'm looking forward Dude, to that. Dude, the second my brother had his first kid, he just like spawned with Crocs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the way and now he has like camo color and like, he's got like 10. Actually, I was going to tell you, Dylan, what, one of the things I look forward to, to not, not to, no, literally no offense, but uh, yeah. the, one of the first things I'm looking forward to when I get a wife and I'm married is like I love that you just wear what you want oh, to wear yeah, dude it's you, so you, freeing you buy graphic tees you Hell buy yeah. like yeah like Friday the 13th like that fucking rules I would love to do that I don't have to impress anybody exactly but <laughs> as, a, as a single man I need to go out and, and try to like wear a collar marriage rules and, dude yeah so once I'm married I'm gonna start buying all the candy man bullshit and just fucking <laughs> so then your wife's gonna leave you because she's like I, I married him because he was wearing nice oh, clothes yeah. and now he looks like a dipshit <laughs> real catch 22 situation hurt me so far all right so I'm going to give it my actual review, and my review is a light gem. I really did uh, enjoy this. My, I told you my one issue was it, with it that you all probably agree that it does drag at certain points, but yeah. um, even though it takes a long time to really get going, and there's just there is a lot of scenes of just cockroaches doing cockroachy things, um, there's enough weird charm and goofiness to it, and uh, it's self-aware enough to keep it worth watching and interesting to watch and, and to laugh with and to laugh at at times. Uh, and then once it does really get down to the nitty gritty uh, of the movie and the final act, it, it goes next level fucking bonkers, and you are uh, awarded with or rewarded with seeing legitimately some of the best of the best practical effects really you'll see in a yeah. movie, especially uh, in the '80s. I mean, I'm talking Hellraiser level, fucking Gremlins level, whatever you want to say. It's up there, top tier level shit. 
Um, and it just, yeah, it, it makes that is the icing on the cake for this movie. Um, so yeah, it's it's a pretty damn good movie. And considering it's fucking a movie called The Nest about cockroaches from the 80s, I was very, very pleasantly surprised by it. Uh, very su- surprised indeed. Uh, so it's a light gym for me, uh, Paul. So fuck off, Blucher. <laughs> you want to read his? Uh, That's great. Yeah, what right, he said. His right, shutdown right. of me first. Yeah, let's go. My friend, I strongly suggest you give the nest another shot when you're not soaked and saturated and influenced by the sloshing of barrel-aged <laughs> imperial triple hops, highfalutin sour beers. Your rotten misconceptions of the movie stem from your easily altered craft brew-addled roach brain. <laughs> Jesus. Have a good night's rest. Brew some coffee and give it another go. <laughs> All right, so here's another irony, Paul. I, that was the most sober I've ever been during one of those events. I was mostly drinking coffee. I had uh, like a beer and a half. I was stoned sober during this movie really? so yeah, absolutely so he was right is what you're saying so like well I, maybe maybe being drunk you know would have changed my perception of the movie but it's just the i just love the the, the little reverse there anyway uh so for me i'm gonna go and get my negatives out of the way i definitely agree with Devin. i don't know if it's a length issue or just something to do with the with the the second act there but it just drags heavily into the point where it really makes the the first and third acts like really shine almost it almost kind of works in a right. shitty self-defeating way but basically there's a point where a lot of our characters are trying to figure out what to do next and try to get to that next piece and it just drags. Um, also, I had another critique. I don't even remember what it was, but I'm going to go ahead and say that uh, this movie is a gem for me. It it was charming enough and, and, and awkward enough, but still self-assured in that way that it, it it just drags you along for the show. And even if even if you're not buying the cockroaches, I think that was my issue is that right. cockroaches to me aren't scary. Whatever, they're and just gross and dumb. Mostly gross, yeah. And they, they are gross. And I think that they kind of leaned into that in the right ways with like weird food shit. And whether people are eating it or not, just fucking like cockroaches in a blender ugh. made me almost vomit. That, oh, oh, that, oh, God, I forgot about that. That's repulsive. There's a scene that <laughs> made me gag and look away. There's yeah, um, yeah. Well, the, this girl was taking care of her mom and she was walking up a set of oh, stairs. God. And oh, God. she's carrying something on a plate. I have no idea what oh, it is. God, yeah. She drops it into oh, the carpet. Yeah, yeah. I think it was French toast. That's my guess. Yeah. Yeah. It was she pancakes. drops she drops it into the carpet. Yeah. It becomes mush. Jesus. She picks it back up, puts it back on the plate. So gross. Hands it to the lady to eat, and then there's weird bug shit afterwards. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I cannot take this, dude. Um so for me this movie was by the end of it I was like screaming. It was hitting just right and uh it's it's a fucking weird one. Paul, I think this is Probably one of the best things you've ever suggested. So. <laughs> I think it is. You yeah. nailed it, man, Jim. It should be. What do you think? Uh, well, first off, Dylan. Yeah, what's he say about me? That's the, here is a funny and slightly hurtful comment on you. <laughs> <laughs> you poor pampered prima donna, swaddled and coddled in a giant cocoon of fluffy coffin like a wiggling, <laughs> chilled paraplegic. Jesus. At this point in the night, I imagine you'd shoved at least three hot dogs into your bowels. It was exactly three. Maybe even orally. <laughs> on any other <laughs> night... This would be okay because you could air out your mud flaps and pass gas casually. But wrapped up but wrapped up as tightly and warm as you were on Saturday, I bet those porky fumes permeated your human burrito and altered your movie oh viewing experience. God. Oh my if god. If he didn't completely knock you out. This takes a whole new meaning to like the Dylan your, being in a giant fucking cocoon. Your opinion is invalid. You, sir, are a stinker. <laughs> god, I can't argue with any yeah. of that. Jesus. I uh, I was I was fully uh, cocooned. I come every time with a sleeping bag and more jackets than the way you emphasize there come yeah, there was, was really disturbing no, to me. I, I was I was jacking it furiously okay. into there. So uh, the cockroaches got But I was actually jacking it furiously to this movie because uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, yeah. This one is uh, just a flat out gem for me. Even though it has its faults, I do think, like Blooster said, those faults kind of work to its favor in a, in a strange way. This is like a real good top tier B movie. Like this knows that it's not going to uh, you know be a Jaws or uh, honestly kind of similar to the car 
uh, a movie that is just kind of so committed to its concept and uh, just better than you would expect that it, it all kind of works. It all falls together uh, in a super enjoyable little movie that uh, is just just better than you would expect. And I had a blast with it. Uh, it's it's a flat out gem. This is a good movie. All right. Now I got Manton and this one has all a little right. more foresight to it. I think it's interesting. Manton, you wretched, baseless, slimy scuzz. <laughs> I will never forgive you for what you've done. Your stinker review has offended me to the core, and I flat out think you're the worst of the worst. But <laughs> God damn it, if I don't respect your dissenting opinion. You've made some very eloquent points about the Nets' shortcomings, and I think your observations have been yeah. both clever and poignant. I wish you could have shared my optimism about this movie, and I hate your guts, but I respect <laughs> how you have reached your opinion. Touche, sir. Damn. This is the most complimentary one, so, even though he was completely wrong. That's usually true. You're usually the, the weird dissenter. <laughs> well, and, and I also think that he has an idea that Manton probably would enjoy this one yeah, for the mo- yeah. more than most of us. Or at least ironically enjoy it or sure. something along those lines. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. this one, I, I, I think that, uh, I will say, I think it's hard for me to sort of separate the fact that the way we watch this sure. with the film itself, I think that objectively it is kind of sure. difficult for me to do that in this particular case. Um, and, and so that being said, I think that this definitely would benefit you. This is the kind of movie I, I wouldn't necessarily recommend watching by yourself. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, unless you really know what you're getting into. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's a lot better than I expected. And I mean that in both like an, an honest way and in sort of like a, a cheesy B movie kind of way. Um, it's it's enjoyable, yeah. It's it's a gem. I think this is the best pick that Paul's given us. Honestly, I wonder. Yeah. I, I'm really thinking now, listening to his his reviews of us, our reviews, is if he's seen this yet. I think he might not know. Oh, he's how- definitely seen it. Really? Sure. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I, I get the feeling yeah, that he yeah, doesn't yeah. realize I, I this is so. as good as it is. No, no, I, no, I mean, no. We, we've like just kind of talked him down so much that I feel like he's he's kept lashing out in anger mostly. <laughs> he he, he could recommend like 2001: A Space Odyssey and be not self assured about it. Like, he probably oh, sure. watched this. It's the, pretty good, guys. This. We've broken him. Yeah. I, I bet have, he watched this the first time and he was like the whole time thinking, "I want to show this to the boys and they're gonna hate it." Yep. <laughs> oh no, I'm sure, and that's fair. Um, but uh, he was wrong. Anyway, now this is the rest of his email. Now it's possible that the nest receives four gems from you, in which case oh. I feel great to have shared it with you. And my appreciation for your reviews <laughs> and for your friendship soars to new heights. <laughs> oh, Devin, you weren't <laughs> supposed to read the bad stuff if we gave it exactly. Gems. You're all great dudes, and I can't wait for half a ween. Oh, we're oh, going man, to man. enjoy so many marathons and events and good times for each other for years to come. Hell yeah! But I think this that's is much un- sweeter. But I think that's. <laughs> unlikely someone's going to screw up and disrespect the nest and then i'm going to have no other option than to drop some smelly deuce of a movie into patreon please don't do it, God, hey, don't do it. you're gonna do that anyway, do it anyway. Right. And tell he's me. gonna be like guys i got a great movie this time it's and the vagrant too i think it's pre-pinched it's ready to go until then keep up the shrug emoji work Diablo Beck. So That's now he's, he's interchanging Pablo and Papa. Probably he's a, no, he, he does a new Papa. I feel like with three kids, you can call yourself Papa. I mean, whatever you need. Three kids and <laughs> I, four I additional just grown ass man children. Uh, all right. Yeah. Well, um, that that was um, again the nest. Check it out. Obviously, four gems means pretty good. Uh, and we're gonna move right into our next movie, which um, was another similar, uh, totally similar type movie called Gnaw, and I don't remember the subtitle. Food of the Gods 2. Gnaw, Food of the Gods 2. I think Gnaw is the, food, is the subtitle, is the subtitle yeah. I think, and yeah. Obviously but it comes first for some reason. That's G-N-A-W, of course, in case you didn't it's, know. It's N-A-W. No. Um, I'll let... Um, I, I fell asleep through part of this. Oh, I boy. I, before disclosure. we introduce this, I want to. I, I just want to talk about how Mike told me about this movie. Yeah. So I was asking him, we are watching Paul's movie, and I'm like, are you worried to follow this up? And he's like, oh, I'm not scared at all. <laughs> Damn. And I was like, I, I didn't know what that meant, because uh, I was 
honestly, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. No, no, no. It makes perfect sense now, but I was just like, should I be worried? He's like, oh, no, no, no. It's going to be great. And I was like, well, what is it? Like, is it a movie that's streaming? He's like, no, let's just say that I had to go on Amazon, find some weird spineless, like, you know, weird uh, ripped DVD case. And uh, bought it for, he said he was like $35, $35. or something Jesus. on Amazon. He got it and he's like, I don't even know if this is a real movie. <laughs> and he like pops it in. I, I don't either and I it saw was, it. It was wonderful uh, too when the DVD art came up uh, or the DVD menu did. Oh and God. Not yeah. to food or not food of the Jesus. guys too. Yeah, we, like, all, oh we all knew immediately. Yeah. <laughs> well, man, I guess you got to talk about it. Yeah, cool. So this is one that I've weirdly been thinking about a lot since, the, since layers, we watched yeah. it. <laughs> it's got yeah, something. you can say that. I, I guess what it is is I, I got hit with this idea that I, I think I understand the plot a little bit more, so I'm going to try to explain. Yeah, it's just I can't wait to hear about it. Um, so, so this this started out, and I, and I think that uh, it grabbed us immediately for a couple reasons. So we we meet up with uh, I guess it's like a, a group of scientists. Uh, we meet up with kind of an off. Uh, what's the dude from the thing? I can't think of his name right Jeff now. Jeff Goldblum. No, the thing. The thing. Uh, oh, the thing. Kurt Russell. Yeah, kind of a Russell. kind of a shitty uh, off-brand Kurt Russell, and he's like a scientist. Or he's Harrison got some Ford. other. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah Harrison Cannaford is what I call him. <laughs> I, I thought like you called him Harrison Gord. I was like, no, that's Harrison Cannaford. It, it is kind of like a bad version of them, and uh, you know they've got like their little science lab together, and this this is what I uh, hit me. I realize is that uh, we meet up with a woman who has. An extremely large boy. Yep. And, I, need um, to, I need you to camp out yeah, and explain sure. this. Yeah. So the thing about the large boy, right, is that they this this large boy is basically like a regular boy that's been superimposed on the screen yeah. to be like twenty feet tall. He's fucking huge. The room, so the room, the room absolutely lost it at this point, and I think we missed a lot of plot because no one could stop yeah, laughing so for stupid. for minutes. But he, no joke, he couldn't have been on screen for more than a few seconds. It. The, this, and then they're out of the scene. This is like the perfect <laughs> moment that kind of explains the entire film. But basically, I think the gist of it is that uh, this giant boy was born in <laughs> this way. He he wasn't yeah. like mutated, whatever. So what they're trying to do is they're trying to take his DNA or take his genes or study him and create super produce. Essentially, they're making like the ultimate GMOs. Yeah. They want to make. He's also trying uh, to find an antidote. Sure, but he said he was working on that. But I think from like Fix a that boy get big tomatoes from <laughs> pretty from, much from their standpoint, they want to they want to make a lot of money and right, they want right. to grow giant fruits and, sure. and that sort of thing. Uh, unfortunately for them, they've also got uh, at the same time they've got like an animal rights group that is saying like, hey, they're performing experiments on animals. We're going to try and prevent this from happening. Uh, a lot of oopsie daisies occur, and uh, we accidentally have rats getting into the giant tomatoes and oh, the rats, rats become giant and they're eating people yep. so weirdly the reason this is called food of the gods too is it's a sequel to a 1976 movie made in 1989 that shares uh, from what i can tell almost no similarity with the original well, then what year is other this? than this is 1989 oh, okay. uh but they they both are about basically like food that makes animals big uh yeah but this doesn't this doesn't feel like a sequel in any way oh uh, no no, no. Maybe and and, just, and I'm know, sure that it's not. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not the case of like we made this film and it happens to have, be kind of related to another one. They changed the name to sell it. They're just banking on that name recognition. Oh, yeah. Food, Food of the gods. Yeah, big, yeah, big so, pull. So whereas before we had a film that was kind of like punching above where you would expect, this one's right about where you would expect yeah. it to be. <laughs> yeah. I do uh, want to say that it, it's rough. I want to <laughs> clarify that though. This movie, like it, it, it sits solidly in that B bullshit territory, but like. 
in, in a weird way. It's not complete swear. There are parts no. that are more well, competent than you What's think. weird yes. is it, it was just like so binary. Like they would really have a great scene where like somebody acted well or there was a cool effect. And I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, this is like kind yeah, of up yeah. there. And then the next scene, you'd see yeah. the tech in the background right. like With the literally pumping the, the juice in the background or you'd see someone moving the little giant oh, rat. So I, I want to say... I was <laughs> like, dude, you just went or, straight or you down. a scene where it made sense for once and then the next <laughs> yeah. scene, you'd be like, what the fuck is so happening? The, <laughs> the scenes make no Last thing, right, is that like you see like a giant in the pool in the background moving the... And you're like, is that an actual giant but here's the thing is that like <laughs> no th- this film uh legitimately i think we has the most mess ups i've ever seen in a film it's yeah. we see we see the boom mic constantly probably we see, almost eight we see people times. like pumping blood behind the scenes constantly we see uh like i mentioned we have like a scene where there's a, a pool where there's supposed to be giant rats mm-hmm. but there's clearly a man standing <laughs> in the pool like with his shoes off the only way and it was like constant too to where it was like distracting constant. but but it added it, to it, my enjoyment it definitely added to the enjoyment i think uh, my only guess is that this movie must have been shot four by three and then something it about must, it must, yeah it something about bringing it to yeah. dvd they're like yeah we'll just expand the astro <laughs> it'll be great and honestly <laughs> you see half the movie i'm sure when they transferred this to, to dvd i guess it was dvd not blu-ray couldn't have yeah, been blu-ray there's no way but when they did that i'm guessing that all that bullshit that they saw like you know showing up they're probably leave it in and honestly, it's for the better. I it think it might be. Yeah, it's more interesting. But I mean, let's be real. This movie is is re- really strange. Half the time incoherent it's and so mostly weird. Can, can mostly I please nonsense. talk about my favorite scene in the film? Oh, um, tell me. Our, our our main scientist hunk. Um, he's he's having. Uh, he's a, a beefcake for a scientist. He's 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 got kind of a a romance going with one of the other scientists, and uh, they start making out, and they start taking their clothes off, and they start to oh, have yeah. sex. It's and then, that's one of his students. Uh, that's a student. Okay. Well, whatever. The this point is, is my favorite scene in the movie. Uh, the point is, he like reaches out to to grab her boob, and his hand is absolutely enormous. It's as big as her whole torso. As big as her torso, and then we pull back and we realize he's having a nightmare where he's an he's a giant fucking his, <laughs> his normal sized lady, and it's one of and the most insane things. I, I've ever I would, seen. Dude, if they had gone to the point because they were insinuating that his penis was growing <laughs> yeah, so large, they was gonna right. blow her well, up. Well, at, yeah. at first, at first she was like, she started like money, like she was like, oh, it's getting huge, it's getting huge, like she's loving it. And this then it started getting painful. I swear to God, the if they blew her up with this dick, that I would have so died. It's so weird, though, because like this movie has moments where it's trying to take itself deadly seriously, and it's yeah. about like animal this, rights and stuff. This feels like and then it you is. have this this scene, which is like, it just just gobsmacking. Like I don't know what they were thinking. I don't even know if it's trying it. to be funny. There. I don't, I don't think it is. I honestly don't think it is. <laughs> but then what was it trying to be? I, think I have no to be idea. Like, but oh, it worked. No, but you have, you have scenes of like that that dude who's pissing in the the shrubs or whatever, running around with like a rat biting his ass as he's running. Like, yeah, that's true. There's these moments. See, that that's are supposed to be funny, comedy, but it's not but funny. It, it, it doesn't know. It like this. I don't I think it was trying to be funny movie, and failed. It feels like it was three different people making this movie, or, or all with completely right. different ideas. Or and even threw it to together. me, it even feels like this might have been like two separate movies. Maybe because this is the other thing. This is the other like. Uh, I, I don't want to say like first, but this is like one of the most extreme examples of a film we've seen that literally does not have an ending. Oh yeah! Part. I don't well, actually, that's a theme for all three movies: is they end so abruptly, including right. the fly. I loved it. But, but the fly is up. masterful when it does it. Yeah, and then, yeah. I suppose. It, in my opinion, it's it, it, like hey, we'll get to that later. But the thing about this one is that, like, um, without spoiling anything, uh, we we kind of go back to the boy, and we see we see that he's left the house, and then it just cuts the credits. This is. I, but the boy itself is something to camp out on here I too, because it. like this movie, I love, I, I love his like digitized voice it's too. So it's so strange. Like, I, am, I hate you, doctor. Oh, yeah. If you if what you the, take this movie on God. like it's 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 you know what it's written down as on paper here, it could kind of make sense as like okay, rats get big. Now you got a yeah. movie with giant rats yeah. running around and eating people, and then to get there though, they choose the weirdest possible route, which is to have oh, yeah. this giant 
boy, which they didn't cast like a large man or anything like that. They just digitized a boy to be very large. Yeah. Nice and they boy. introduce him like standing seven feet in a doorway and don't, don't comment don't on it. Don't address it. Yep. Just like, yep. Wait, they, what? The, the movie doesn't warn you. It has, they're fucking just, like, ballsy. They're like, okay, we're going to go meet this boy named Bobby. And you go, okay. And they open the door. Bobby's And enormous. you're presented with this enormous boy. And how could you not laugh at, at that? At first, moment? I thought it's it was so a funny. weird trick of the camera where he was like too close and it looked no, he's, odd. He's giant. No, he's just fucking 12 feet tall. And like, <laughs> and he's being so petulant and funny it's and annoying. So funny. The yeah. fact yeah. that he's an actual little boy and has a dumb voice and like, I'm angry. Weird proportions that like kids have. Like, it makes it even funnier. Also, if we go by Manton's idea here that like they were trying to cure the boy or that the boy was the source of this like disease which I think is maybe right I'm yeah. pretty Why sure is he is. insane uh, well I'm wouldn't you be insane if you were 20 Dylan? feet tall I, I mean he's like I want to have a normal boy life and I'm over here fucking 12 feet tall camped out in this attic all you know for all my years I mean wouldn't you be mad he is they literally put him in the smallest in. room in the house. they don't even yeah. have the decency to put him in a normal sized bedroom they're like no yeah we'll put little Billy up in the, the A-frame attic and, and Dylan thinks he's, he's gonna be, gonna be a perfectly well adjusted little yeah, boy he yeah he's pissed off man so he breaks out he hates he hates the doctor what's weird though is I'm pretty sure they said he was adopted because he they, always addresses yep. the the parents no, as like why? The, uh, dude any of the decisions it's a weird extra twist they have to throw in there it's uh, really weird I did, so uh, I definitely agree with Manton that, that this movie ends in the most dumbass bizarre way because the entire time we're having the climax it doesn't end there's no there's no end the, the, they're having like a, a rat outbreak because the most of this movie is about rats it has nothing to do with the giant boy he's just kind of there. And the whole time I'm thinking, what the fuck is going on with that boy? The, the, What's going to happen to that boy? It's like a really, really, really shitty version of the blob where it's like, right? The, it's not scary. The rat, but the rats aren't. They're not like twelve feet tall. No, they're, they're like normal. They're rats. like dog like size, foot, a little yeah. something like that. They're and, just like moderately inconveniently sized. Like, right. You know, oh, that'd be annoying. And they're pretty slow too. Like yeah, I, they're not yeah. like a very credible threat. And uh, and they try to pass them off. They're also as pretty such. cute. But, but I will say this: cute. this final like assault scene is pretty amazing. It's pretty good. We have we have the rats running around. Uh, there's there's I guess there's like a, a synchronized swimming show. At the <laughs> yeah. End. It's a big event at the school again. Same situation. The we whole have. town is so excited to watch the synchronized swimming. and they get together. And they get together and uh, so we have like a you know a bunch of people trapped in a gym and they're getting attacked by the rats and it, it, it's fun I, I want to give this movie one this, this is going to sound bullshit I already know you guys are going to make fun of me but I'm going to go ahead and say that oh fuck you um, there's there's one mouse though that was a, the original pet oh, of the doctor yeah. it's a white mouse with red yeah, eyes it's yeah. super cute and we established early on that he loves this mouse his girlfriend or whatever even gets hey. jealous of the mouse because he likes it more because wow. he's fucking the mouse uh, he's probably fucking that mouse especially now that it's giant so yeah. anyway this mouse becomes a giant as well on accident oh. And he's oh, trying to oh. he's trying to find that giant pet mouse. And he's also trying to tell the cops, listen, don't hurt my giant mouse. And there's a fucking nah. legit a tragic scene yeah. where this mouse comes yeah, into danger. It's really sad. I don't well, I'm not gonna spoil anything, but it comes into danger, right? <laughs> and I I would legit was watching this movie, drinking my coffee. I was like, oh my god, I don't want this mouse to get hurt. I seriously had to reconcile wow. with myself that I was worried about this fucking mouse because this this Were you ham- not worried about the boy? No, I don't give a fuck about the boy. This ham-fisted doctor looks so stupid. He's like sweaty. Literally ham-fisted him. Fighting, where he's fighting. Yeah, he's a, he's, a, he's a giant dude. And uh, he's seriously screaming to these cops, don't kill my mouse. And I was like, I had a weird moment where I'm like, I'm kind of, I'm legit worried about this mouse. On that note, man, beautiful note to get right into our reviews. It's a real tearjerker. Um, this was the third movie of the night, so naturally it's kind of hit or miss what kind of state you're going to be in. Um, I was a little bit tired, delirious, and had been drinking. I don't know. Um, I I definitely recognized some of the funny moments that we all laughed at, especially the large boy and stuff, but I'd be I'd be lying if I said that I truly enjoyed the movie, um, even on a so bad it's good level. And obviously, I, or not obviously, but notoriously, I'm not into so bad it's good. And this isn't a, uh, an exception for me. 
Maybe, yeah. Good pick for a Barnum Marathon? Maybe. Yeah, I mean, fine. It's fun. People are laughing and, and having a good time for through parts of it. Um, but uh, at face value, I'm going to say just overall not super entertaining for me. And uh, the moments that were dull and, and, and not fun to watch definitely outweighed the ones that were pretty funny. Um, I do love, I love the pick. I love the audacity, Chris Mike, but, um, just not for me. I'm going to give it a, just a light stinker. Definitely bizarre. Definitely uh, unlike really anything you'll see out there these oh, days, yeah. which is great. I mean, that's better than nothing. It's not, it's certainly not a time deleter as we've said in the past where you just no. watch a movie and then a week later you don't even remember watching it. Um, I will remember this movie and that's, that's saying something at least, but I'm not a big fan. Light stinker. What do you say? Bluster. Yeah, it's going to be, so if we do give this gems and you do try to seek this out, you know, I feel bad for you because uh, I imagine this is going to be a hard one to get. Um, I, I definitely see where Devin's coming from, and this isn't a movie for everybody. Like, you know, I'm going to give this a gem and I'm going to recommend it, but I do that with a caveat that it's fucking mostly nonsense and weird and not everybody's into that kind of thing. But for me, I was watching this and I just, I was so baffled by this movie and so constantly confused and just in shock by what I was seeing that it kept me engaged in a weird mm -hmm. kind of perverse yeah. way. Not the way they wanted, right? The acting was just bad enough, but also just good enough and competent enough to, to keep me going. The effects were decent when they had decent. them. And when I didn't see the technicians literally doing the effects in the background, it was like, okay, it's pretty good. <laughs> and like, things were just so constantly insane and weird. It, like, it, it feels like, again, when we talk about like an alien making a movie, like a Shyamalan fucking weird stuff up, but <laughs> it just, it felt like an alien made this Definitely. movie. Like it, it tried to be human as much as it could, but it just, it just couldn't trick me uh, to the point where I, I was constantly engaged and, and thinking about it. So for me, it's a weird gem. And uh, I think it was a good, it, like cap to the night. It was perfect. Dylan. Yeah. This is your average movie about uh, giant rats and the giant boy <laughs> that makes them. Uh, this is unlike anything else out there. Uh, and that is to its credit and also not to its credit. Full disclosure. I fell asleep uh, nearer to the end of this movie. I held out for most of it, but it was not necessarily the fault of the movie, mm. given that I was just tired right. and, and wrapped up in that cocoon full of farts. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but by the time that I did, I, I peaked at the moment where I was like, it can't get any better than this. Which is that that giant sex scene that we were talking about, right, which yeah, is yeah. like this movie in a nutshell where you're just like, what the fuck is this and what were you thinking? But also bravo in some way like uh, this has a whole bunch of those moments where it's so inept that it's almost good uh, and, and it keeps doing that enough, but not enough really, I think, to sustain its runtime. There is some dull shit in there. Uh, and although there is some of that great so bad it's good moments like the the weird cameo of the guy in the the underground uh, tunnels. Oh yeah, with the little who's scooter. Like the sudden comic right. relief for the movie and everything. Oh like, god, so just weird. some yeah, some baffling yeah. baffling choices here. Uh, so it's interesting <laughs> for that, but I think really realistically, I gotta give this uh, a light stinker. It's not good. It's it's, it's even bad. Uh, but you might get some so bad it's good out of it. I I just fell asleep through part of it. So Manton. Yeah, this one did kind of push into the so bad it's good territory for me um i i think you know like brandon mentioned that you get uh like the guy the effects where it's like the guys pumping the stuff clearly in the background and i, I mean that for me that added to it that That's was like funny, a, a yeah. peek sure, behind yeah. peek behind the scenes i get to i get to see like the, one cut of the dead yeah sure exactly but uh completely unintentional so it's but like bad <laughs> yeah but bad um and, and and that's the thing about this is like yes it is bad um so so you know if you are someone that that is not super into that that kind of thing, then you're gonna want to go along, probably more with like Dylan or Devin's review. But for me, as someone that does that does enjoy that kind of dog shit, uh, th this is a good one. This is and really, you mentioning uh, that stupid ass scene with the the 
mechanic or whatever driving around in the tunnels like so stupid that th that's another Kinda very funny though, yeah. scene to me um yeah so th th this is a fun one if you have the right scenario to watch it and i i certainly would not recommend watching it alone fuck no but uh if you got a group of people that are into this kind of stuff i, I think this is one of the better ones yeah it's a light gem for me all right, let's move right into uh, what is considered to be a horror classic, sci-fi horror classic. I, I do have a question. The though. original have fly. Yeah. Have we actually have we reviewed this already? I think so, but I don't remember. I don't remember. We we have we should say we have definitely reviewed the, the original, original. I don't think uh, we did this one. I don't think we I have actually. Okay. We, okay. We've all watched this together, yeah. but I think it was before we did and the podcast. De Devin and I and, and Blue Star saw this in theaters. Uh, yes. Yeah. Wow. When it came out there. in '88 or whatever, '86. Yeah. Yes, we were there. No, we were no. Just born. There was a, obviously a couple years back a showing a few years ago. It's the first time I'd seen it. actually. That's the first time I'd oh, seen wow. it as well. Okay. Oh, wow. So, The Fly, if you're not aware, is a 50s remake uh, in the 80s now um, by uh, one Cronenberg, David Cronenberg, who was very notorious for his body horror style. Mm -hmm. um, and known, that body. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And known, speaking of bodies, man, ooh, uh, Goldblum in this looking oh my real God. good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was fucking shredded. But um, just a little, uh, for, for any uh, maybe casual listeners, yeah, known for uh, practical effects and sci-fi related um, uh, horrors mm -hmm. with a lot of quote-unquote body horror. Uncomfortable so horror. A really. lot of yeah. gross yeah. shit that you're going to see on screen. And this is easily his most famous, and I think it's not a shock to say probably his most well-liked. Yeah, definitely the most mainstream. The yeah. most mainstream. So you you cannot be a Cronenberg fan like myself and still be a big fan of The Fly. Absolutely. And I'll be the first to say I'm not a fan of Cronenberg. I don't like him either. I've, I, you know, I've, I've seen... Videodrome sucks. Video, I've seen Videodrome. I've seen The Brood. I've seen Scanners. And then I've even seen his other bullshit like um, History of Violence. I don't like any of those movies, including the Viggo Mortensen ones. Um in the newer ones that aren't necessarily body horror, horror at Has all. Has anyone seen Existence? You've been uh, raving maybe? about that movie. I'm not. I, I'm definitely not raving. I, I don't is know if Cronenberg? you guys mentioned it a lot. Yeah. I I really like it, and I think it is Cronenberg, but it is different than the rest of his okay. films. I, I think it's worth a watch. But anyway, that anyway. really that even I I don't even I really like this movie, and I really like Existence, but. Uh, yeah, I'm not like a super huge Cronenberg fan. Sure. Okay, so The Fly, if you yeah, regardless, is is a classic at this point for horror movies. Uh, I, in fact, I remember as a kid having a babysitter when I was, I mean, it would have been in the early 90s. I would have been... Turned into a fly. Very young. <laughs> and I remember her, her telling stories about the fly and telling me like, oh, there are scenes where he's he looks like he's inside out and stuff. I, I have vivid memories <laughs> probably from... 20 plus years ago <laughs> These rules. yeah exactly and, and it's funny thinking like that wouldn't have been that old of a movie then because it, it, it would have been in the early to mid 90s and this movie came out when like 86 I think it was 88 oh 86, 86. so that, that time it would have been a relatively new movie uh, you know it'd be like a movie that came out for us like in 2012 or 2011 mm -hmm. which is really weird to think about um, but anyway, let's talk about Cronenberg's uh, The Fly, and uh, I was going to give it to Manton because I, for some reason this I do identify, uh, I have some kind of connection with you and The Fly. I feel like you've even told, either told me years ago about the movie or made me watch it years ago, or, or, or it's one of your favorites. I, I, yeah, I can see, seeing it again, I can see why, because it might I, be one of my favorites. I had to fall asleep. But, no, movie, that's yeah. fine. <laughs> Dylan, obviously, I mean, wait, let's get it to Dylan. Dibs, I got it. Let's go. All right, so The Fly uh, is a remake, loosely, of uh, the... 50s one that we did fairly recently and that movie fucking sucks uh yep, yep but the concept of it is good enough that they a scientist basically swaps his body with a fly this one kind of takes it to another level here where our scientist is characterized a whole lot his name is seth brundle uh played by jeff goldblum at fucking peak hunkiness oh my god uh, and uh peak he, everything really. yeah he's uh being interviewed by uh gina davis who plays uh veronica quaif 
Queen? Nope. Don't, don't say it. Don't, don't say, say it. it. Don't think it. Don't say it. Uh, Veronica Queen. <laughs> oh, boy. He said it. Uh, oh. Anyway, Veronica is a writer for a science magazine, and she takes a liking to Seth when she meets him at a party, and Seth shows her this project that he's working on, which is about teleportation. It is a, a two pods that yeah. you can transport matter from one to the other, still in its early beta phases. Uh, and he thinks that it could be the next revolution for for humanity, basically. And, you know, he's right. Like, it, it would be. be a huge, huge deal. So she latches on to his star and tries to kind of follow him around and, and figure out uh, what's going to happen with that. And also falls in love with him because, fuck, it's, it's Jeff. How Goldblum. could you not? Uh, and uh, they start up a relationship. But uh, he, in a fit of jealousy one night, tests uh, his his creation, which is not ready on himself. And lo and behold, a fly gets in and they splice genes and he slowly deteriorates into a horrific monster. And that is the yeah. fly. So I want to, I want to give some praise right out the gate here. Um, first off, the first time I saw this, I was kind of lukewarm on it again, just not a huge body horror guy in general. And still, I don't think I love it as much as most people do. Um, uh, but I did really appreciate this a lot more this time. And I'll tell you why it helps having seen the original, it's, having seen the original first off. And this is what this one does way better uh, Cronenberg clearly shows his love for classic monster movies in this movie, yeah. and I didn't yeah. notice that until doing years of this podcast and reading about uh, you know the Universal monsters and learning more about film in general, Del Toro style stuff. That this is this has a lot of King Kong oh, in yeah. it. It has a lot of you know Black Lagoon in it, uh, Frankenstein, Dracula, you name it. This is the classic heartbroken monster. Yes, sort yeah. of thing. And, it, yeah. and that really made me appreciate this movie more, uh, you know, with the incredible practical effects and everything to boot. Well, that's that's the thing is that those practical effects really don't start showing up until sure. the, the last half of the movie, really yeah. even later than that. Uh, and but it's uh, still so entertaining. It's so it's good because like the, everything else is so the good. The chemistry between Gina Davis and Jeff Goldblum yeah. is fucking excellent. And, uh, and and it really serves as just a very good love story up until the moment where shit takes a turn. Mm -hmm. I think it's uh, because it's so interesting. I mean, you've got two really charismatic, great actors, but also mm -hmm. just the whole concept of what he's trying to do. That's yeah. that's like a basically a propelling force. And then you just get to watch them interact and, you know, have great chemistry on screen and great sex on screen. I <laughs> found out that apparently they were actually dating during this. Wow. So. Oh, so they actually fucked on screen. They probably literally just filmed themselves having sex. Um, mm, mama mia. But just the, the idea, like, I, I love uh, Gina Davis's character because she's, she's a great, she's yeah. a writer for mm -hmm. a local, like, science publication. And so she starts out this whole relationship with Jeff Bloom as, like, or Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Bloom. Um, as a, uh, he shortened it in later years, you know. Yeah. Um, but basically, like, trying to latch on him to get a story. That's her whole, that's her whole goal, right? And she's going to his place. She's, she's weirded out. He's eccentric and, and bizarre. And, like, you know, like, Dylan mentioned the synopsis, like, eventually she, she grows to love him and they start to collaborate and actually try to make this thing work. It's both like, of their project at a certain point. Right, that yeah. gets to a point where like you feel connected between both of them and this this whole experiment. Like it just feels very compelling. One of the things I'd also forgotten about after you know watching it, this is only the second time I've seen it, but uh, was how important and good the relationship between her and her publisher uh, Stan Staneth. Stan very fleshed out. Uh, I I forget what yeah. his name is. It's something weird, but uh, that their dynamic early on really makes this actually a very good portrait of abuse uh, right. that Gina Davis's character is, is she acts this phenomenally of a woman who's kind of caught between cycles of bad men uh, and, and the way that they, they kind of switch places essentially later on is really, really good. Uh, obviously like, you know, it, it's, it's hard to like review a movie like this that is like so well known and kind of, Maybe we've even reviewed it before. Right. Right. We've shit on movies this good um, before. But but yeah, like like one thing that I that I, I I think in this viewing that I kind of notice is like how important that character is, that publisher character. I think that yeah. like him oh, yeah. and sort Stathis, of his that's his name. I guess Weird. his I guess you could say his arc, but but sort of like 
who he is as a character immediately like you are like oh this guy's a piece of shit he's a shitbird yeah. and and then uh but as as the film goes on you can kind of see like some level of humanity to right. him not not that he's being redeemed or anything like that but it's like he's more there, complex there's, there's much more complexity that's given to him than normally would be in a film right. of this type and i think this movie would be would be you know hurt if it was just Goldblum and, and davis like as great as they would. they're so good as great as they are i feel like you need something outside yeah. of this apartment something yeah, outside I, of that relationship I, I, to I add agree. some kind of yeah. external force yeah. and like to me the, the as the movie goes on of course Goldblum starts going through a transformation that's really cool and interesting but there's a lot of other stuff going on that we're trying to resolve and like i, I don't know there's just so much really to, to latch on to i it's, mean whether or not you actually get to see his deterioration and you do we'll talk about that Jesus, but uh you you also get the deterioration of their relationship oh, too horrible. which is it's it's, it's tragic really because yeah. They have such undeniable chemistry early on, and you're really rooting for them through this, knowing, though, that something's going to hit the fan. And then when they do split, it is for very good reasons and really well handled. Yeah. And it's still there's still that that little bit of love there that makes the, the proceeding stuff just just fucking. Yeah. She, she cares Oof. about him so much. She wants she goes above and beyond yeah. like what any normal person would be expected right. to do just because she cares about him so much. And, and it hurts. And it hurts me because this is on this feeling. For some reason, I was really just noticing that. Of course, Goldblum goes through a dank ass transformation and in any other movie. That's all you could ask. But he literally changes like because he becomes so afraid and frustrated yeah. of what he's going through. Like he's this genius that had this giant goal and he was on his way to achieving it. And like literally he has to one he, one drunk fucked up decision. Right. Yeah, one bad decision. It. And he literally has irreversible nonsense happening to him and he doesn't know how to cope with it. So he starts going just batshit insane. And I was like. I felt bad for him, but also hated him at the same time. But he why has this the, crazy art. The casting of Jeff Goldblum is so fucking good for this movie because this is the kind of role he is tailor made for. Like, yeah. he is lovable, but he's also like eccentric, and that's just Jeff Goldblum. So you get that, and then you get him channeling his all into playing a character like that, yeah. who is written like that and and built for him. Uh, and this is one of the best things I think he's done. Like, he's just so... so he's weirdly yeah. enough, um, not Cronenberg, uh, Jeff Goldblum has been in fucking some fantastic horror movies, uh, especially yeah, if you count Jurassic Park. Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Oh, God, he's so good in Body Snatchers. And yeah, especially yeah. if you count Jurassic Park, he's been in some of the best sci-fi-ish yeah. horror, mm -hmm. you know, movies of all time. Independence Day It's, it's got to be a, a genre that he's passionate <laughs> about, I feel the second like. second one? I think he is. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like he leaned into the, the oopy-doopy stuff, too. Like, yeah. you, you yeah, can tell yeah. that, I mean, that stuff had to be so involved. When he's pulling out his fingernails and his teeth Ugh. oh jesus Which, i mean yeah, we haven't talked we haven't talked about it we've, we've obviously said this movie is known for body horror i think it's because it precedes itself it's like saying hellraiser has great body oh, horror exactly. effects right like I, it goes without saying but even now it's still it's, disgustingly effective it's, it's, it's also like it, it still is kind of shocking it's like you go you see like like you said him at his hunkiest and you see this like yeah very attractive man go to the absolute extreme of disgusting like it's it's Just it's impressive i feel like it's something that you wouldn't really see as much now where you see like you know an actor like that maybe wouldn't want to have themselves become something so falling so apart. disgusting yeah. especially when he's at his peak like you know physique and attractiveness like i feel like his uh, agent was probably like i don't know jeff that you're gonna look, you're gonna have a bad image after this movie, and he's just like, no, fuck it, I gotta do it. I'm gonna start doing, you know, somersaults and shit on set, and then I'm gonna turn into a bug. But well, the, the funny thing is, this, not to get too off task, is that or, um, off topic. The dude doesn't age; he's aging better. Oh yeah, oh, the dude it, probably yeah, looks better yeah. now yeah. than he ever has. It's yeah. insane. Jeff Goldblum is an anomaly. Uh, it's, it's, he's unbelievable. One it, thing that I mean, I want to say that in an uh, an impression, but I can't do it. It's unbelievable. That, anyway. that was great. It was good stuff. Well, uh, it started just like him. <laughs> like he's in the room. All right, now, man, you got to do yours then. 
uh, life uh, uh, finds a way. So All right, you stole me. That's what I was Blue Street yeah. Years now. Uh, you see, uh, life finds a way. Okay, pretty good. All right, what were you gonna say? We all... wait. Don't oh, ever fucking do it. I'm Jeff Goldblum. Hey, yeah, that was, that was bullshit. Good. That's good. Well, one other, cr- one other uh, credit. I think that was a great choice uh, that I'm gonna give to the tra- whole transformation of Jeff. Is it's actually a long, long process. Like it was actually the working title, the transformation of Jeff. <laughs> Sorry. I give you a pity laugh there, Dylan. I don't know. Um, I didn't want that to be weird, but I couldn't help it. Sorry. Um, is that he still maintains himself throughout the whole process, basically. Like, of course, he's going yeah, insane, yeah. but the transformation the, yeah. is the very, still there. very this, slow and gradual, yeah. and he's still a scientist Down throughout. Down to the very last moment in the movie. He, yes, yeah. and yeah. He, can't, he can't even speak. I fucking right. love that sequence. Horrifying. Um, but just that he's still a scientist as this is happening. He's literally trying other experiments, coming up with new theories, right. and, like, trying to, like heal himself and i just i mean that 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 whole drive to survive is just so compelling that's where, where some of the like the mad science that happens later yeah. works so well because it is couched in the character and what's happening to him the idea is basically that the fly and he are competing for like basic control over things and like the insect nature versus the man's nature there too he's got a wonderful monologue about it later where he's like there's no insect politics right right like, right, right, right. Like, i will i will kill you if you and come he's st- back here. he's still funny in between all those right and and that like his experiments what like what he ends up trying to do is very mad sciencey but i think about like the 50s fly and how it was just like this was a mad scientist oh he's got a spooky bug face he wants yeah. to mix up genes or whatever here there's like a legitimate character motivation right. for why this is occurring and granted there's also a, an extra kind of wrench thrown into things when veronica gets some news too uh, and that's handled really well as well like i uh, she she ends up having to make a decision that he wants to have a part of as well and it just doesn't work out for either of them god what a mm. fucking nightmare even more gross body horror shit there yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so let's let's wrap this one up uh if you've listened to this podcast enough first <laughs> off you know that i'm a very pure horror kind of guy so from you know from the get-go i was uh, any kind of horror sci-fi hybrid i'm usually a little bit lower on even like a movie like alien which i think is a masterpiece is a probably lower on my top 100 than most people but it's still probably top 50 top I would say just under Dabe anyway <laughs> god <laughs> damn Dabe. that was such a good burn. I was thinking about that today uh no that, that one's long gone though um anyway <laughs> uh, um I'm losing my fucking track here uh, so yeah <laughs> I, I'm more world. of a pure horror guy so that is part of the reason I'm not in love with this movie but again I'm, I'm gonna kind of echo myself earlier that now that I'm kind of seeing some more nuances to it and this is a very much a, mo- a quote-unquote modern monster movie, which is really cool because I like the idea of classic monster movies right. more than I like classic monster movies. Yeah. That's why I like Del Toro. That's why um, yep. it, that, The Fly is really cool to see uh, in that um, uh, lens. So, yeah, this movie is fantastic. Um, uh, even though the practical effects are amazing, it's like it's the character work and, and the empathy that you have for these characters. That's the gasoline in the vehicle. And maybe the, uh, the the practical effects or the fucking icing on the cake in this weird cake automobile. So we got, yeah, I was gonna say we got food and cars. Yes. What, what's it, it, it is a, a car with icing on it. Is oh, what I'm going oh, for. Okay, I don't know any of those. But, but anyway, yeah, it's it's not the practical effects that make this movie go. It is really uh, the character work and in the in the relationship and the acting right. and set etc. With really really incredible 
top tier. I hate to, to to even say that again because this is literally like legitimately top tier practical effects. So good yeah. on top of it. Like when you talk about if you if you do a film study on practical effects, I'd be shocked if the fly was not mentioned. Th- this is easily with like with the thing. Yeah, like yeah, it's up there. It's just way up there. Now you got me thinking. If if people were like, if, if I'm sure someone's done a ranking or done like a top list. Oh, of, I guarantee it's top ten every, in any list you find. It I'm has. Just, I'm just wondering what would be up there. Obviously, you got werewolf. In oh, London. It'd, be, it'd be the thing. Werewolf. werewolf in London. Maybe uh, Hellraiser. Maybe Hellraiser. Yeah, sure, sure. But anyway, this, of course, this movie um, is really, really good. Um, it's not necessarily my cup of tea, but that doesn't change the fact that it's objectively really fucking, uh, a really solid sci-fi horror, body horror, whatever you want to call it. And it's just a tragic monster movie. I want to call it a monster movie as well. So, um, if you enjoy monster movies or enjoy the idea of monster movies, check this out. It really is disgusting, but beautiful and poignant and tragic all at the same time. Uh, again, it's like King Kong, uh, Black Lagoon, uh, things like that, but more, a more, more modern, maybe a more easily, um, uh, easier movie to take in than those movies from the 30s and, and even prior. Um, so yeah, I'm going to give it a strong, strong gym. Not my favorite, not my cup of tea, but it's certainly fucking awesome. Uh, Bluester. Yeah, I'm going to echo Devin and I'm also going to, I guess, give a different spin that, um, you know, I, I, I think this movie leans more into the monster elements and then, you know, even though there are sci-fi elements right, to this, right. those feel more like a conduit to me and yeah, they never, they right. never, they never really distracted me. Fact. They, they feel very yes. grounded. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And to the point where it isn't in your face, right? Like, uh, I'm thinking of, uh, like, a event horizon. That's a movie that that's a straight up like, yeah, right. That's yeah. very, very sci-fi right. first horror second. This right. movie to me just now that you're mentioning the monster elements as a, as a horror simpleton, like right. I didn't pick up on that stuff, but I definitely can appreciate it and I get that now and that. A lot of movies, I feel like, try to ape on those classics. Right. Uh, it's almost like, it's almost slavish. They they like sacrifice their own quality to to have those those elements or those callbacks. And this movie doesn't feel like it had any compromises. Mm-hmm. This movie, it's almost hard it's to subtle. be. It's almost hard to be objective because this movie is so to me incredibly good. Like I love this movie the very first time I watched it because it was gross and amazing and looked right. gorgeous. And then every time I've watched it since then, like it just builds and builds and builds. And like the performances to me are something that can never be replicated. I don't think. And then the just the on-screen chemistry was just so magnetic that I couldn't help but watch. And honestly, this movie was a more emotional experience for me this time. I don't know if it was the setting or whatever, but it just felt so fucking it's unbelievably tragic. 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 It was heart-wrenching. And yeah. by the end of it, you're feeling so many emotions. You hate everyone and you also yeah. love everyone. And everyone has times to really fall and rise. And it's just, God damn it, it is incredible. And on top of that, I mean, we've said it before, but the effects are oopy doopy to the extreme and i mean there's really no no faulting any of it. It's, this movie's an absolute gem mm. Mm. dylan yeah i love this movie the first time i saw it i think i love it more now uh and i think a lot of that is aided yeah. by the fact that it is just so emotionally resonant for a movie that you would not expect that to come from uh and this really does feel like it is a very top tier kind of like Universal Monsters mm. type type of movie here, like Del Toro has built his career right. around it. it. It rivals, maybe is better than a lot of those. Sure. Uh, and it, beyond just the effects being great, it is again that human emotional core that's so important here, uh, and that makes it work so well. And it's what I really wish that uh, all Cronenberg movies right. were. Uh, but you know, the ones that I've seen have kind of disappointed me in how they don't really care about their characters so much. They care about showing an oopy doopy yeah. thing mm-hmm. happening to some shithead. And yeah. 
you know, it's it's nice to see shitheads get oopy doopy things that happen to them, but it's more tragic and more meaningful when it happens to characters you care about. And fuck almighty, do they do such a good job of making you care about all these characters, even the ones who are shitheads, which is all of them, realistically so. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it's just a great movie, just in remarkably assured uh, in every way. And uh, it just holds up and gets better and better every time I see it. Uh, I really love this movie. It's a strong, strong gem. Manton. Yeah, Dylan kind of said pretty much everything that I wanted to say about it. I think that this one, uh, one one more thing to kind of throw on the pile of praise is uh, I think this movie is perfectly paced and, yeah. and one of the best paced horror films I've ever seen. And I think that it perfectly builds up to its ending, which is just like the ultimate, like, like, like we were talking earlier about how this movie ends somewhat abruptly. And I, I think Devin mentioned it's almost like a negative way mm. for me. It's, it's in like the most amazingly positive way. I, I, I love the fact that this movie is confident enough to kind of take this to its logical conclusion and, and end it right exactly the second that it needs to. And I appreciate that so much because it adds so much to the, the tragedy of everything and sort of, I, I don't know. It's just, this movie has like this ethereal quality to it that I feel like can never be replicated. This is a movie that, that you just can't sort of, do anymore because you know you don't have the practical effects for this and it's it's just not something that's ever going to be replicated in this way and and i, and I think it's a masterpiece basically I, I i love this movie uh it's definitely one of my my favorite horror movies of all time it's a strong gem that's four gems so pat great pick but the problem is you, you knew it was a great pick. Yeah. Well, you knew you fucking made it so i'm gonna get did alien one year I, I, yeah come on, come on motherfucker. i still love that shit yeah so, i mean i, I love it you too, got you but... gotta start the marathon with something like that to get Fair the butts enough. in the seats and then you show them the weird <laughs> i, I got opinion of a safe pick and we'll hate on it I got, I got opinions from paul and mike on this they're like it's an essential thing like you're gonna bring together sure. a bunch of di- you yeah, know, people from yeah, different yeah, backgrounds yeah. and different horror movies the, you the, know the video nasties have perfected that that kind of they definitely have one two three punch and i gotta say i think this is the best like selection of films i think this is my favorite yeah uh, for sure I, I will say I, I actually like when all three movies are, are very differing to be I, I do too so I think that I, I did the, it was cute the investigation thing but generally I like different for sure movies. but this was definitely the best paced uh, sure. one of them I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah 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 and even though this isn't a thing we do I'm gonna give the, the annual trophy to Pat this time just because we give him so much shit I think he he pulled this one out you mean Paul Paul, Paul excuse yeah, Pat, me Pat gave us the fucking that's what I'm sorry a trophy exactly Paul gets <laughs> Paul we're picking the best of all of their picks yeah 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 despite your insecurities um, I Paul, would say the nest as I well. Agree. Yeah. Paul, you chose the you you took a risk and the risk Real paid cla- off. Crowd pleaser, yeah, absolutely. So you guys, you realize what we've done, right? We've literally bolstered him. He's going to yeah. start pumping up so, so much shit. Bring him back down. He's like, guys, I finally I took a hundred swings and I got a home run. <laughs> like he's going to start just dredging the most nonsense <laughs> shit. All right, uh, before we uh, before I forget, first off, I want to play a game here at the end. Um, uh, but before, oh, a saw game, tight. Let's oh, play a game. Play a game. Um, I got to quickly put out there that we're doing horror trivia again, Halloween horrible trivia. Yes, October 24th that's on a Thursday at Diorio's Pizza Pub uh, in the Highlands that's in Louisville Kentucky where we're based out of so go there it's 8 o'clock 8 p.m. Uh, door prizes costume contest make sure you go early uh, go yeah, early get a, get a seat it will fill up um, yeah, because people super popular. love yeah. us yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah. yeah, we bring all us. of our families. I mean, there's not even gonna be a table for us. Exactly. My Mimas, my Gingoms, my Gingoms, <laughs> my Grimgrams. All right, so that's October 24th, Thursday, uh, 8 p.m. Diorio's Pizza Pub. Um, here's the game that I had in mind. I don't know what, how it came in, but I thought it'd be interesting. But 
actually based off my top 100, which you guys made fun of, which, <laughs> which is great. But also, it is funny to see my top 100 each year because I'm like, mm, I don't know. Um, edit, we had man. one of our friends today ch- talking about the challenge of it's making really the 100 tough. list. I was like, listen, buddy, we all know. It's so it's hard. Well, what, what, what I realize makes it hard and wonky is that like it's, I have like paranormal activity, for example, up there like top 15. And I haven't seen it in like five years. So right. I'm like, I'm not sure if it's... Well, what's especially hard about it is like actually ranking them in that order. It's more of a loose thing when I find I end up doing it. I'm like, oh, do I like this one better than that one? Bump up a couple sure, places. Sure, exactly. Like, and it just keeps going. But, I just but it never looks right. You know, this like, this is I just don't think it's honest unless you literally rewatch all those movies each year because they change and that's just not possible. So like, I, I like for example, Dave was pop 50. <laughs> we rewatched it recently and just didn't even finish it. It's fucking garbage. So it's way down off that. I feel like that's got to be an oddity. Like, Maybe. I think so. But I every time so. I rewatch a movie it's with some outliers, like a Shudder, like a Texas Chainsaw, usually it either drops or, or, or rises sure, yeah. each time. But that being said, this is the way this game's going to work. I'm going to name you um, basically two to three numbers of, of a movie on my okay. on my 100 list. we got to figure and, out where you put and it. And you're going to figure out what the common connector of, of those movies are. Um, and then you're going to either name the common connector or the movies or both. And the way we'll narrow it down is we'll do yes or no questions to get there. Okay. So I'm so confused, but I'm going to work yeah, it out. Yeah, yeah, It'll yeah, make I have sense. no idea of it. Okay. I'm going to have to remember movie so, titles here. I want you to name the common connector. It's going to be a person, usually an actor, actress, or a director, and the movies. All right. For my list, it's number three, number 30, and number 63. Three, 30, and 63. 30, and 63. Okay. So this person is a part of all three movies in some it, way is this a director um no okay so yes or no just start pumping them out is it an actor uh yes well actress if we want to say that oh uh, I, I was i was hoping you'd be specific like yeah, yeah. But, but i know it, now. it's an actress an actress in three different ones so somebody that's been in uh, and also the bet, quality level to devon is drastically different i bet yeah. it's i bet it i bet it, it might be three might be like insidious it might be lynch okay or it might be, is it Lynchay? No, but I would keep doing more broad questions. Is it Barbara questions. Crampton? Barbara Crampton is correct. Uh-huh. So now I want you to name the movies in that in what in what order, which one's which. They don't have to be related other than the actress now, right? Number three is three's Barbara Crampton. That's your three is your next. Yeah, okay. yeah. And now the other two. Oh, God. So what were the other numbers again? Uh, 30 and 63. Uh, one of those is probably We Are Still Here. Yeah. But Maybe which, 63. I think that might be actually 30 for him. Who's gonna? What, you know, uh, thirty. Yeah, thirty. Go with thirty. That. Yes, it is. It is. The, uh, we are still here. And then Reanimator sixty three. Yep. I All know. right. Okay. You you sure it's not Castle Freak? Oh, asshole freak. Asshole uh, freak. My next one is uh num- number thirty six and number forty six. Hmm. Number thirty six. Number forty six. Close in quality. Is it the director? Yes. Uh, is it? Is it Sam Raimi? Damn, you're going right at it. No. I actually was thinking Sam really? Raimi also. It's not, no. Okay, damn. Let's get some more broad questions. Let's, let's, uh, narrow uh, are they from America? Uh, yeah. Um. <laughs> is, is the director a man or, or a woman? I mean, it's a man. Man, okay. That wasn't is, the answer. Is, no is, question, Dylan. You cheated. Is it Tom Cruise? Is it director Tom Cruise? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's think of some directors. Is it uh, Is it the, the the fabulous duo, Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead? No. Is Wait. it um, Max Landis? No. Or no, his dad? No, no. Were, were they mostly operating in the 80s? No. Okay. Did these movies... Uh, did one of the movies come out in the last 10 years? Yes. Okay. Is it Wes Craven? No. <sighs> Craven Moorhead. 
Oh, sorry. Yeah, you're right. I would I, I would put him in the 80s. Yeah, that's true. Well, he did 90s. He too. did, but yeah. uh, is are these mostly in the 2000s? Yes. Well, what's the guy that uh, James Wan? 2000s and after? No. Is it the what is the dude that did uh, Blair Witch Project? No. Is it Splinter? No. <laughs> Splinter. Hardly know. It's, it's two movies. That's not a director's name. Are the movies in the same genre? Yes. Like definite same, just full horror. Pretty much. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Uh, do they involve demons? I mean, one does. One does. Is one of them insidious? No. Okay. It's not James Wan. Who directed right. The Conjuring? Insidious. That was one uh, <laughs> too. Yeah. All right. I'll give. I'll, I'll give you one, a little two, hint here. I think, <laughs> what, I, think, I think literally yesterday was the ten-year anniversary to one of the movies to two thousand nine, and then the other ones a couple years after two thousand eleven. Oh, uh, this Final. is Adam Wingard. No. no. Final Destiny. Very much in the same camp, though. Uh, Ty West? Correct. Okay. And what are the movies? Uh, oh, Innkeepers. Innkeepers and did you just rewatch that? House, House of the, the Devil. Devil. And yeah, which one is it? Which? which so what, what which were the numbers again? 36 and 46. House of the Devil is the one that's higher ranked. No, I, no, no. Innkeepers is higher, is higher yeah. for Devin. Sure. Are you serious? I think you didn't like yeah. Innkeepers. Innkeepers like fucking it. slaps. Yeah, yeah. It's good. Innkeepers is tight. I put House of the Devil way above it. I'll try a couple more of these. Number 18 and number 27. 18 and 27. So that high up for you. Is this director it's not foreign? A, I didn't oh, say it's a director yet. True. Okay. Uh, is it a, is it a director? No. Okay. Is it, is it an actress? Yes. Actress. Is it Lynn Shay? No. Is it Sissy Spacek? No. Is it Linnea Quigley? No. Yeah, everybody's favorite. <laughs> that would make sense. Uh, My favorite shower mask. Is... <laughs> yeah, I've got a long top one hundred of those. <laughs> uh, <laughs> is uh. You gotta need. I need a hint. Is it old Final Girl from Halloween? You guys, you guys got, gotta ask about like when these movies came out. And stuff. Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, you can ask. Is it Jamie Lee Curtis? Decades. No. Um, did this movie come out? Did one of the movies come out in the seventies? No. Did it come out in the eighties? No. Okay. This is. Did it come out in the fifties? No. Jesus. <laughs> did it come out? Did it come out? Did it come out in the nineties? One did. One did. Is it uh, Candyman? No. No, Candyman's number one for him or two. Is ah uh, yeah, good. Point. The actress Nev Campbell. No, so it's not Scream. Is it no. Drew Barrymore? No, I was kind of thinking. Scream. One of the movies came out in the nineties, right? What's it would have rolled right over. Uh, you want to ask about the second movie when that might have come out? I'm the, assuming two thousands. Well, how how soon? How recent? Well, it's twenty. It's two thousands and twenty tens. Those are the different two thousand tens. Okay, came out. You want to keep narrowing that down? Big difference between the two of these. So we got an actress in the 90s and the two, 2010s. Yeah. That, that doesn't happen. I know. It doesn't make any sense, Devin. Yeah. It, will Tom make, Cruise? it will make sense. No, it's an Is actress. she Tom Cruise? No. Is she Tom Cruise? <laughs> no. Is she Katie Holmes? <laughs> okay. I'll give you some hints. This is, uh, she was actually nominated for best actress in her 90s role. Linnea Quigley. Oh, uh, it's the fucking, oh, God damn it. What's what are the movies, first off? I know. Is it, is it uh, Silence of the Lambs? Silence of the Lambs. Mm. No. Mm. What? Really? No. So not Jodie Foster. No. What was it? Okay, uh, I'm actually horror legit. And, she's, and she should have been, in my opinion, nominated for Best Actress in her most recent movie. Uh, oh, Jennifer Tony, Lawrence. Tony Collette? Oh, it's Tony Collette. Yeah. No doubt. Go. So fuck Hereditary yeah. is one of them. Wait, she, what the fuck else is what she? What was she in the 90s? In the night, Stir of Echoes? Wait, please no, tell me I'm not wrong here. Uh, oh, uh, Sixth Sense. You're okay, right. Yep, thank okay. you. So Sixth Sense is Oh my God, I forgot she was in it. The numbers, oh yeah. Well, uh, Sixth Sense is higher, I bet. 
You are correct. Really? Yes. The last one is tough. I don't know. I, frankly, no offense. I don't know if you're going to know this one. Paper House. But you two might. I'm going to give it a guess. I'll give it a go. It's the last one. What was one. the other movie with Tony Clark? Oh, Hereditary. You guys, yeah, what, what were the numbers on that one? Uh, my 18 is, is Sixth Sense and 27 is Hereditary for me. Really? And that's, that's, that's probably accurate. Because I just rewatched The Sixth Sense and it's fucking insanely it's great, yeah. good. Um, Sixth Sense is... Hereditary was less good on the rewatch, actually, I found. Yeah, it's just a tough watch It's a great in general. movie, though. God. All right, this one you might give away from the how high they are. Number two and number seven. It's number either TCM or uh, uh, Candyman. Candyman's uh, candy probably number one, though. But Devin s- has said that it's faltered. You can ask me. That's, that's is it, again. Carrie is, is now his number one. I know that, right? Oh, yeah. Carrie's up there. I'm going to answer that as no. No? Okay. Is Carrie number two? Correct. Ah, okay. Uh, and then what's so it's number what's two and number what? Seven. Seven. Is so it's... um. The, we got to figure out what connects. Well, it, I'm not have to give you hints. Common denominator is Jesse Spacek, maybe. Is a direct? Is a director? No, it's an actress. Oh, it's her mom, Piper Laurie. No. Uh, hold on. What who, are the other? Who else is on the movie? Hints, let's think about. Let's start narrowing down that number seven movie. Uh, it's top uh seven. Two. The movie seven. No. No. Shutter. No. no. Has nothing to do with it. Yeah, there's that, no it's, way. It's up there though. Um, think of seventies. Oh, Exorcist. Nope. That's a great one though. I know. Uh, I do know. Dev loves extra. What Christine else do you love from <laughs> not the seventies? Close-ish. Uh, the car? Is it? Is it? Is it a Stephen King? Oh, The Shining. No, it's okay. not a Stephen King movie. Okay. Okay. Uh, but who else? Well, what? Who was involved in? Christine? You sure it's not Maximum Overdrive? Who was involved in Christine? Uh, Effects person, maybe. No. Who directed that movie? Uh, the Best Boy. Oh, John Carpenter. There we go. There's a common bond here. Uh, it's, it's The Thing. Not The Thing. No, no not from the 70s. The 70s it was Halloween. Okay. It's Halloween. Halloween. Okay. So there's your common common one. Now, the, now I wonder if you guys will know this. It's an actress. Halloween and? Well, think about Halloween characters. Oh, um, it's it's her friend, isn't it? Um, Getting it's Lori's friend. Oh, fuck. What's uh, right? her name? Uh, and it's Nancy Loomis? Two, no, two initials. Her first name and her last name is just one syllable. Two initials are her. A- H.P. Lovecraft. Nope. P. Touch with the P. Uh, P. P. H. Lovecraft. P. J. Something. Right? P. J. P. J. Souls. Correct. Yeah. P. J. Okay. Souls is in both fucking Carrie and she Halloween. Was? Yeah. Jesus. Wow. Which is insane. That's, like, that's, that's top tier that's shit. Tight as hell. Damn. Yeah. All right. Cool. So wait, which one did you put Carrie at two? Uh, Carrie is between one and two right now. That one shot up for you. It and did. Halloween is what, not seven-ish. seven? Yeah. Because that used to be like your top three. It used to be right? top so, three. So Carrie four. is your favorite horror movie of all time. It might be right now. It's a great wow. To me, that's crazy. I don't like Carrie that much. Oof. It's good, but yeah, I don't know what Yeah, it, it didn't make that much of an impression on me. I fucking love it. And I just reread, or I just read Carrie, and it's a great You can't read it, Devin. It's a movie. That's true. Yeah, he's an idiot. <laughs> this guy's a fucking oh, dummy. How do I read this? All right, anyway. Um, <laughs> that game was good. Happy, thank you. Uh, yeah. Happy October, everybody out there. Uh, stay tuned for a few more Halloween, th- Halloween-ish themed episodes. Just the saying, we live. It's been a great month so far. Oh, it's yeah. already yeah halfway yeah, over. I don't want to say yeah, it, yeah. but it's yeah. halfway over. And for me, the fucking the thrill of, of of Halloween is the stuff leading up to it. Oh yeah. So yeah, once yeah, I get yeah, to that sure. last yeah. weekend, I'm kind of bummed, even though the the stuff hasn't even happened. I'm yet. already I'm already sad that it's all. I know. It's, it's like the latter end of the month that I get kind of bummed already. But anyway, we're gonna fucking milk it till uh till you know till we come until we come. <laughs> Absolutely. Exactly. It's usually how milking works. Um. Do, do, do we do we know the movies offhand that we're watching next week? One of them is Dark Knight uh, of the Scarecrow. Yeah, I can I can. Do we want to talk about what this theme is? This 
this theme is is um, from one of our good friends of the podcast, Nathaniel Toll, who is a writer, author of Pumpkin Cinema. Pumpkin Cinema, check that out. Google it, you'll find it. Pumpkin Dope. Cinema. It is a, a guide to your best Halloween October watches, which is fucking awesome. So we usually uh, so go we to him actually for recommendations yes. or situational yeah. recommendations yeah. for movies. Which we should like, say his book it basically is right. That's yeah. the whole yeah. purpose yeah. of the book. That yeah. is the book. But we so, like to uh, pick his brain, and he's, he's going to uh, graciously donate his book for a prize, a door prize, yeah. to our trivia event, which, which you can that's, win. That's a good prize. You can win and. Uh, here are the movies that he recommended to us. Yeah, so we're going to do next week. It's going to be Dark Knight of the Scarecrow, The Midnight Hour from 1985, and The Unnameable from 1980. I know nothing about these. This will be yes. a well, we heard about one of them. I've heard of The Dark Knight. Well, Great we'll, movie. We'll, but... we'll keep uh, keep that for next week. But uh, yeah, on behalf of The Horrible Crew, have an incredible October and the rest of your Halloween season. Thanks for listening and stay spooky. Stay wrapped up in that blanket, kids. Stay warm. Mm. Don't fart on it like that. Don't fart on it. Don't fart those farts out. You gotta let them out. Nah, I save them. Fart money. They've defied evolution for 300 million years. But now, they're changing. Is it them? The nest 